Packers Daily with Jason Martinez. And welcome to your Friday, the 13th episode of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. And once again, uh, two days in a row, special guest Bill Meltzer joins us on this very rare and unprecedented occasion, uh, Bill, as the NHL, their term in quotes, pauses the NHL regular season. Were you shocked by this development in light of uh, the NBA doing a, a similar a postpone or a, a postponement? Yeah, indefinitely. So what was your initial yeah. reaction upon hearing the news today? Well, I mean, you know, prior to the NBA announcement, uh, I, I wasn't expecting this step, uh, at least imminently. Um, once the NBA uh, had a couple players test power, one player test positive, and then the second one tested positive today. Um you know, it, it felt inevitable, especially as, as other leagues were, were coming down with announcements. You know, it's uh, it's not a it's not a surprise announcement. You, you hope against hope that step doesn't have to be taken. But I but it, it's you know, it's a fluid situation and it's something where, you know, I, I, there, there was no choice. You know, there was no choice for the NHL. The NHL had no other, you know, other alternative right now. And I think Gary Bettman said in, you know, in his own statement where. You, a lot of a lot of teams share facilities, and you know it's just just with the uh, the risk factor. I, I don't think there was any choice. Yeah, let me give you the statement from uh, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman right now, and then I'll follow it up with the uh, NHLPA official statement as well. Here's what Ga- uh, Gary Bettman had to say in his release. He said, "In light of ongoing developments resulting from the coronavirus, and after consulting with medical experts and convening a conference call of the Board of Governors, the National Hockey League is announcing today." that it will pause the 2019-20 season beginning with tonight's games, alluding to uh, Thursday night's games. The NHL has been attempting to follow the mandates of health experts and local authorities while preparing for any possible developments without taking premature or unnecessary measures. However, following last night's news that the NBA, an NBA player, has tested positive for coronavirus, and given that our league shares so many facilities and locker rooms, it now seems likely that some member of the NHL community would test positive at some, at some point, It is no longer appropriate to try to continue to play games at this time. We will continue to monitor all the appropriate medical advice, and we will encourage our players and other members of the NHL community to take all reasonable precautions, including by self-quarantine, where appropriate. Our goal is to resume play as soon as it is appropriate and prudent so that we will be able to complete the season and award the Stanley Cup. Until then, we thank NHL fans for your patience and hope you stay healthy. So that's the statement from Gary Bettman, and then a short statement from the NHLPA reads as follows. It says, the decision to temporarily suspend play due to the COVID-19 pandemic is an appropriate course of action at this time. The NHLPA will continue to closely monitor this very dynamic situation and remain in daily discussions with the league, our medical consultants, and our players regarding all aspects of this matter. The players are looking forward to the opportunity to resume play in front of hockey fans everywhere, end quote. So, Bill, a couple of uh, pretty powerful statements at a very uh, powerful time in, in our history here. You know, the, the league is going to be on hold. We don't know for how long. Uh, we have no idea what kind of twists and turns this may take. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's something that's a, I mean, deliberately not put out a, a time frame for it because it's, uh, you know, it's a situation that really, it really is. I mean, look, look at how much has changed in 24, 48 hours. And, um you know, it's likely to continue to evolve as we go along here. It's, um, you know, it would be nice if there could be, you know, a little certainty to it. But that just that just isn't the reality. It's something that's bigger than bigger than hockey, bigger than sports. You know, you see you see things going on 
really worldwide, you know, and it's a, it's a very, it's a very scary situation. It's just something that, um, you know, it's going to, you know, continue, continue to evolve as we go along. It's, uh, you know, it's a, it's very strange feeling in that, um, you know, here it was 48 hours ago where we were talking about the, the game in Tampa bouncing back from the, uh, you know, bouncing back from back, bouncing back from the loss against Boston, uh, about the standings and, and all those kind of, you know, things that, that happened during the stretch drive. But, you know, sometimes things take precedence over, over sports, and that's this is this is the case here. Yeah, no question about it. Now, Bill, uh, when the league does resume, whenever that may be, and, and nobody knows right now, nobody can give that answer, but um, you have uh, some variance in the standings from, a, you know, a games played standpoint for a lot of teams. For example, Columbus has played 70 games in the National Hockey League. The Islanders, who are a point behind them, have played 68 so when the league does resume, pending when that is, they may have to consider a couple of different options. And one being that, you know, the regular season is either A, just over right now, or they try to get it to 72 games, or they try and play at a full 82 and go into July if need be, or they could truncate the playoffs and shorten that by best of three or best of five rounds in the first round or two. Uh, how do you see maybe this playing out? What what are the things that they need to consider? And where's the, the most sense make here? Well, I, I think that all depends on how long the duration of the, uh, you know, pause or, or suspension of play or whatever, you know, whatever terminology you want to use um, ends up lasting. I, I think if it goes on for too long, you know, then, then a situation where, you know, listen, I mean, the, you know, unfortunately the longer it goes, goes along, teams lose momentum and, you know, and it's, uh, it gets harder and harder to reschedule dates against the opponents that you have left on the schedule. There's a whole lot of moving pieces that have to be figured out, you know, and something like that. Um, so that the, you know, it, it's something that, you know, it's really, I don't think there could be any definitive answers to it right now. I, I think that, um, you know, the one potential feasible option, but again, it's just uh, speculation. It's not, you know, it, it, it really, it really could change day to day and week to week or, or however long it goes. But I mean, the, uh, the American hockey league uses a, a system of, um, you know, of points percentage because they have, a, they have an unbalanced schedule. Some of the teams in the West play fewer games than teams in the East. So, um, rather than, than total points, they use it by, by points percentage, even the NHL in season, that, that's, that's the first tiebreaker. Of course, that tiebreaker goes away after everybody's played 82 games. So that's where regulation wins becomes the first tiebreaker. Um, but if you but if you look in you know if you look in the league standings chart as they explain the tiebreaking procedures, um, games played is is the first tiebreaker when you when you're looking at total points. So that could actually, you know, that could actually uh, if that is the way that it ultimately goes with uh, team teams playing an uneven number of games, then points percentage would be I think the most equi- equitable way to do it. But again, all all of that remains to be determined. So we'll we'll have to see. Bill, is it more prudent for the NHL to protect the integrity of a full 82-game regular season? Or, in your opinion, is it more important to keep, you know, the four seven-game seven series in the playoffs? If you had to shave on one side or the other, which one would right. you lean? Well, I, I mean, honestly, the, the league has played shorter schedules before. You know, if you, if you look at, you know, 95 or, or 2012-13, because those are half seasons. Yeah, forty-eight games. Shorter. Yeah, yeah, forty. Those are forty-eight game seasons. Uh, you know, in of course, in the past, it was eighty-eight. It was eighty games rather, and um, you know, before that, before you had seventy-eight game seasons, and then when back 
back in the early 90s when teams would have uh, some neutral site games, it was longer than 82 games, an 84-game schedule. So mm-hmm. to, to me, there's no sanctity in the specific number of games, and as long as there's an equitable system for how teams get in, to me, uh, to me the playoff system, uh, keeping, keeping that consistent, it, to me, would be more important if I had to choose one or the other. Yeah, and, and the other part of that, too, is you know a shortened season is certainly a route you can go, but going into the season, you know you have 48 games or you know you have 70 sure. and, and sure. this occasion obviously you don't uh bill let me ask you about this because you know the flyers like a lot of teams in the nhl have some injuries right now and uh, you know they got james van reemsdyke out four to six weeks with the hand injury you have phil myers with the fractured patella we now have, have uh, nate thompson out for a couple of weeks as well and there's other teams in the league if you just look at a team like uh, tampa bay that you know steven stamkos is out uh, recovering from that core surgery. And you look at teams like Colorado that have several injuries. A break right now and not missing games could benefit some of these teams, couldn't it? It, it certainly could. I mean, that that changes that changes the dynamic. Look at um, you know, look at a situation, for example, like Columbus, how how just how just how much their fortunes changed when they lost Seth Jones and they they lost Cam Atkinson and Bjorkstrand went down. Um they, they you know and you lose key players like that then you know that you become a di- you become a different team particularly when you lose numerous guys like that from the top of your lineup um getting getting some guys back would, would be huge for some teams of course of course the flip side of that is everybody um, everybody to some extent they're all they're all on equal footing um you know you have to see how kind of how much run-up there is to playing again um it's very hard just to jump back out on the ice again there have to be you know, some practice, some practices ahead of time and, you know, a, a reasonable amount of time, especially because, you know, hockey more than any other sport, guys decondition faster than any other sport to me. Because you can't simulate it, yeah. You cannot simulate it, yeah. And just a couple days off the ice can really can really affect players. So, yeah, there's, there's even some players that if they don't take a morning skate on the day of a game, a lot of times their hands aren't there right away to begin that game. No, that's, that's a double session and, and, in a day. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, of course, goaltenders being being a, a, a classic case where, you know, goalies like to put in, you know, put in their specific work every day and to jump back in before they before they're ready to play. I mean, that's a that, that's a huge that's a huge variable. And that's something that would have to be figured in, you know, before the season re, would restart. What is a fair amount of practice time for everybody? And, you know, also, you know, I mean, I, I assume it would be a very condensed schedule for everybody. But you're still under. You still have the CBA rules where you can't do three, you know, three game, game three games and three nights. You can't do, you know, you can't you can't do uh, four and five. Um, so you have to you still have to you know you still have to um, meet those rules too. You can play back to back. You can play three and four, and but that you know, and, and there has to be a little equitability to that too because you can't, uh, you know, because if you have teams with more games left, they're also going to have, you know, obviously more. Con- compressed schedule to get to to get to the 82 so i mean all of those things are things that would have to be figured out by the board of governors by the league and and done in in as equitable way as possible yeah and then for approval by the nhlpa as well bill if they did run into a situation where they had to go into july and and that's been uh out there floating around that that could be a possibility and i know the nba is uh, certainly doing that and they mentioned august as well uh, but if that is the case, you know, contracts, player contracts in the league year ends on June 30th. It, would this be a situation where you could see the PA and the league getting together uh, to extend like a, a grace period? Insurance would obviously continue in all those things. But, you know, the new draft date would be set, new free agency date, and the, and the calendar would change. That would have, yeah, in order to do that, the calendar would absolutely have to change. As you said, 
July 1st contracts expire. Yeah, free agency, the draft is always in June. Um, you know, that's uh that's a whole other component as to uh, you know, like with the NCAA tournaments um being outright canceled. Um the you know, all the regionals have been canceled and the tournaments have been canceled. Um the situation is still fluid with the um you know, with the CHL leagues, um, the under 18 world, which is a huge showcase for the draft. That's already the IHF, a uh, double IHF announced today that that uh, is going to be canceled. So those are, you know, those are all big showcases for players. Um, you know, will there be a Memorial cup? You know, yeah. these, these are all things that, um, can affect draft position and, um, you know, scouting departments are going to have a lot of work to do also to, to figure out, okay, you know, we have, we, we've been monitoring players throughout the season, but, but the uh, the stretch drive and playoffs and you know the tournaments those are all those are all things that that can affect players' ultimate rankings too. So you know there, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot to discuss as to you know how how do you adjust your rankings or or you know how comfortable are you with, with certain players and that's all those are all things that need to be figured out too internally in addition to how the the league dates will be set. I mean there's uh, you know again there's there's so many different moving parts within the game and it's uh, you know it's it's an unenviable situation it's an unfortunate situation but it's also the reality yeah and you brought up uh points percentage uh based on the standings right now the playoff picture would change right now in the in the eastern conference uh the metropolitan division would remain the same washington would still have the top spot the flyers and penguins because they've all played 69 games but carolina would be uh wild card number 1 and the islanders actually would be wild card number 2 the Blue Jackets, who are right now in a wild card position, but have played more games, as I mentioned, have wild card too. But they would be on the outside looking in under the uh, the NHL points percentage system, and uh, it would also change in the Western Conference. It would be different there as well. Calgary uh, all of a sudden becomes a wild card team and supposed to a third seed, and and Vancouver's in, who's not currently in based on number of games played. So we'll see how the NHL decides to uh, to deal with this. But obviously, our thoughts are and most of the all here. You know, the, the sports are ancillary and we use sports as an escape from the everyday uh, trials and tribulations of life. But this is bigger than that. And that's why uh, good on the NHL, good on the NBA, good on these leagues for doing what they needed to do to, to help stamp out this pandemic, get it under control and start things back up when it's appropriate. No, absolutely. You know, and, and it's, um, you know, uh, pub, public health and safety has to be the number one priority again some some yeah. things are much bigger than, than sports and you know it's it, it, um you know there like i said there are already there are already two players in the nba that have tested positive well you know it's not just it's not just their teammates it, there's there's people people who work you know around them in the buildings as well and uh the league's the league already took steps obviously by by limiting access to locker rooms and areas that are prime at risk for for spreading contagious diseases but I mean, you, you can't completely protect people and, you know, players have families too. And it's, uh, you know, uh, I think, uh, I think taking precautionary steps to protect the, the NHL community, the AHL community, because the AHL has a policy that's mirroring the NHLs. I mean, I think that that's what has to take priority. Absolutely. I think the, the human interest has to come first. Yeah, no question about it. And it presents a whole nother sort of dynamics too. For coaching staffs, when they do get their players back and see who was able to get on that Peloton bike uh, at the house <laughs> and who wasn't able to get on a Peloton. <laughs> right. 
The NHL players are, are ordering Pelotons right now like crazy <laughs> <laughs> and watching Netflix, I guess, because there's no sports on television. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's no laughing matter, but uh, in this time, uh, we're all hoping that everybody out there and everybody that's listens to Flyers Daily, that you're safe, that you're healthy, do the right things, and wash your hands like crazy. I think I've washed the skin off my hands at this point. Um, but we thank you for listening, and as things develop, we will start bringing you the information, and uh, we hope to get the game back on the ice soon. We all love it back on the ice. Flyers are having a great year, and hopefully uh, they get the game back on the ice and the team can go on a nice long playoff run, Bill. That'd be a lot of fun, and put this whole thing with the coronavirus in the rearview mirror as soon as possible. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's what everyone's hoping for. Bill, thanks for doing this. Anytime, hopefully, we have happier stuff to discuss soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. And usually I say enjoy your hockey, but enjoy your waiting for hockey to return. Appreciate it.